if you're trying to do it yourself, there's a lot to pick from. Do you go the stock route? Do you go bond route? Do you go ETFs, index funds, alternative investments? So um, the key is when you're working with a professional, um, they should limit these these options to two to three. So you're not going to be out there in left field and then you do nothing. That's what most people do. They just, there's so many options out there. They just don't do anything then. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Well, this is the Retirement Reality Podcast. He's Mike Coyne, founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services, co-author also of Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success. I am Ben George. Today, we're talking about, well, we're comparing financial planning to going to the doctor. And you might say, ah, I, you know, I hate going to the doctor. I'm supposed to like going to my, see my financial advisor like you, Mike. It's supposed to be a, a pleasant experience. We're changing up I a little so. bit. We're going to get, <laughs> we're going to hand out, I'm going to give you maybe some symptoms that I might be experiencing in my financial life. And you're going to be the doctor to prescribe me something to help fix what my issues are. And I'm sure these, a lot of these things are kind of common with what you deal with, I think, all the time, Mike. So it's going to be yeah. a lot of fun to think, I think, today. Yeah, I hope so. How's everything going uh, around the office? Things are clicking very well. It's a little bit different than last year. I mean, this this time last year, um, you know, we kind of were kind of back, getting back in the swing of things after we couldn't do things for a while. And everything was kind of, everybody's nervous about getting out and uh, just feels more normal today. And we've had a great hot summer. A little bit dry, <laughs> a little dry up here. I think yeah. my my lawn went dormant for about a month and a half. I, I literally didn't mow my, mow my lawn for over a month because it was so dry. It just wasn't growing. So now we've been getting some rain, and that's that's nice. Daughter's getting married, right? Be uh, so as this comes out, probably oh, nice. uh, my daughter will be married here. Our third child, yeah, uh, and they've just been going right down the row. Oldest, second oldest, <laughs> third oldest, and. Um, so as we're speaking, she might be in uh, Maui at this time. Wow. That's uh yeah, because you, you had a, a wedding, what, a year or two ago, right? Not too long ago, right? Yeah, we had uh, our daughter, uh, oldest daughter got married uh, two years ago. Okay. And um, three years ago, our, our son uh, got married. So yeah, every almost every year. <laughs> How have the, the, um, the challenges of, of planning a wedding during, uh, during this whole COVID thing? Is it, has it affected them at all? Yeah, I think they're, you know, the, the tough thing is, is finding that venue because yeah. of, because of the uh, COVID-19, a lot of people postponed getting married. And when it came time, when things are opening up, there was not a lot available dates um, because, you know, people were blocking off, you know, and they were making those quick decisions and booking these venues. So actually my um, daughter is married on a, on a Thursday. And she, I said, okay. are you really sure with a Thursday wedding? <laughs> and she goes, I really don't care. It's not about having everybody be there. It's right. like the, the ones who can can be there, be there. And we just want to get married. So, yeah. um, and the prices were cheaper. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. I, um, <laughs> to get married on a Thursday was a lot cheaper than get married on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So, but that wasn't part of the process. That's, she just wanted to be at this one specific venue. And fortunately, she's done lo- most of all the planning I've just written the checks for, for those <laughs> certain things, but you know, she's been good with the money and she hasn't been over the top on anything. So I, I should say that with all the kids, they've been great sustained within a reasonable budget. Well, you taught them well, it sounds like. So, I hope so. 
That's awesome. Well, good luck with that, and uh, congratulations to you once again. So that'll be a fun experience. Um, yeah. Well, let's move on with, with what we got coming up on the show. And again, if you haven't ever joined us, uh, I encourage you to check out the website when we get done, principalpreservationservices.com. That is Mike's website where you can schedule meetings, see his class, uh, every, all the events he has going on, get all his other resources that are available there too. But we also put every podcast there. So you can go back and listen to other conversations we had. Most of the stuff we talk about is going to be evergreen. So you can go back at any time, listen to it. It's still going all should apply to to your situation today as it did when we recorded it so hopefully you'll find some value out of that and hopefully become a little more educated but today we're gonna have a little bit of fun change up the the way we approach the financial conversation again and this one's just is about what the financial doctor orders so i've got some symptoms i'm going to present to mike he's going to prescribe me something in order to get me back on track and, and get my financial life in order so the first one mike i come in maybe a little bit of dizziness uh, followed by, you know, caused by following these ups and downs of the market that I'm seeing, not only, you know, this year, but over the last few years, that volatility has me feeling a little dizzy. What do you prescribe? Yeah, you know, this is um, a problem where we see every once in a while where people are always looking at the day-to-day results. They're looking short-term, they're not looking long-term. And that's the key when you have to, when you're doing retirement planning, um, the investments have to match up with where your risk tolerance is. And so maybe you're coming here from another, maybe a different advisor, and you didn't go through that process and you're in some higher risk investments that really don't fit you. That could be the issue. Uh, the other issue is if you're, if you're working with us, I always have to say stick to the plan uh, because maybe you're retiring in four years, five, six years down the line. The key is you know, under, you know sticking with the plan because things can change and make sure that you have some downside um, valve protection valves, you know, like seat belts or airbags on the downside that you're not going to take any major loss, uh, but also get decent upside when the market's in there. So the key is bringing them back to the plan. If you, if you have one, great. If you don't get a plan in place, so you can make sure that these investments, um, line up with your plan. And then also just remind you, says you can't make your decisions on day-to-day changes in the market. You have to look long-term. Again, let's just go to the last year when things got pretty volatile in a short period of time. Those people who stuck with the plan, they're very happy today. The ones who get, who made rash decisions because they saw the market change and they, they moved their money out of the market after they lost 20, 30, 40%. Well, they're not happy today because they didn't get your money back. So the key is... Um, stick with the plan. As long as you have a plan, stick with it. Don't look short-term, look long-term. No doubt. That long-term perspective is very, very important. All right. Here's another symptom, Mike. A patient has problems with paralysis in their mm-hmm. financial decision-making process because they feel like they have too many investment options to choose from. Yeah, and they do. There is, there's a myriad of different investment options out there. We don't give people every option to look at. Um, you know, the term for that is paralysis by analysis. I like uh, information constipation is my the term I've kind of used growing up um, through the years. But when you have too much, too many options to pick from, yeah, it's hard to make a decision. When we meet with clients, we typically talk about a couple options, you know, because it's easier to pick from this, here, option A, option B. Or when we sometimes that decisions made just for them because we have over 90 different portfolios for our clients that have the uh, the investments based off your risk tolerance. So we go through a risk assessment, find out where the, the clients are risk-wise. And based off of that, there might be four to five different portfolios in that risk, that risk number that you fall into that would be appropriate for you. 
And then it might just come down to, do you like, you know, exchange traded funds? You like stock accounts? You like mutual fund accounts? And we'll line up that. So there really only might be two or three options based off your risk tolerance. But I understand. Uh, if you're trying to do it yourself, there's a lot to pick from. Do you go the stock route? Do you go bond route? Do you go ETFs, index funds, um, alternative investments? So um, the key is when you're working with a professional, um, they should limit these these options to two to three. So you're not going to be out there in left field. And then you do nothing. That's what most people do. They just There's so many options out there. They just don't do anything then. Yeah, it's easy to freeze up in that situation with, with so many things, and, and a lot of times that you don't even get into investing, right? You just you just don't even pull the trigger on stuff. You just let you, you just hold your money because you're afraid to even figure out what's going on. There's oftentimes there's just so mm-hmm. much happening. All right, what if about if a patient mentions they have high levels of anxiety from just from watching the the news every day? And I'm not even yeah. talking about like the politics, Mike. Just to fi- we'll stick to financial news. That's a other different conversation. Yeah, I mean, I don't watch much TV myself just because. There is so much negativity, and even sometimes you sit down and you catch a, just a commercial that, that can make right. your anxiety go up. So um, if I do watch TV, I record it, and then I go back and I, I, I fast-forward through the commercials. But <laughs> get rid of the TV. Quit watching the TV. It's that simple. Or it might not be that medium. It might be the newspaper. It might be, you know, the Wall Street Journal. It might be, you know, New York Times, USA Today. I'm not sure what you're listening, you're reading or you're watching, but... Again, what's what's causing you to worry about, you know, everything that's happening in the world, because a lot of things can affect the market. And we see that if something happens in a little country like Greece could affect our market. Something happens over, you know, uh, there's oil spill here and that can affect the gas prices the next day, even though it shouldn't because it didn't affect the gas prices yet. But they're already jacking the prices up for that. So there's a lot of things that could get us uh, stirred up and it's not fair. A lot of the things that happen. uh, But. We can't control, you know, don't worry about things that are out of our control. And if it's out of our control, um, don't worry about it. Make sure you're part of a, again, I get back to this whole plan thing. Make sure you're part of a, a retirement plan that has some safety valves built into it and some protections. Yeah, I mean, it's as simple as, hey, just stop paying attention to that or find find other outlets to, to get your information from if it's, if yeah. it's that bad. And I, everybody can, a lot of people can use that advice, I think, these, these days as well. All right. What about if your patient suffers from high blood pressure, this time resulting from anger about bad financial advice they received in the past? Yeah. And we've seen seen that when uh, clients have come into our office and they've had some investments that really didn't line up to with who they were ever. Um, it wasn't like they've changed perspective. It's These were not fitting investments at all. And when they find out the reality of the investments they were in, that maybe these investments <laughs> never made money, or when clients were making, you know, the market was up, uh, significantly double-digit returns like 2020 or maybe 2019, and they're just barely getting ahead at all. So we've seen that. Or high-fee investments, and they're usually high fees, also typically follow high commission investments as well from from past advisors. So we get that. Um, mistakes happen. Um, I've had a bad haircut and it didn't stop me from getting a haircut. So um, you have to also <laughs> just remember that everybody makes mistakes. And when I have clients come in who have, have uh, felt like they, you know, also ashamed that, you know, look at me, I'm the only fool that has ever done this. I said, no, I ha- I've met with doctors and lawyers and attorneys and, and judges that fall in that same category and uh, just high level professionals, engineers that were all in similar type of investments before and found out the reality and they're not fitting. We just have to move on. And 
fortunately, and for a lot of the cases, it's not all your money in those type of investments. Um, hopefully it's not. Sometimes it's a small part of it. I said, we can move on from that. We can recover from that. So uh, let's just worry what we can worry about. And that's the future in fixing this issue. So we just can't hold on to the past. And that's everything in life, right? If we're going to be holding grudges, um, it's going to affect your health. And uh, we have bigger things to worry about than thinking about things in, that happened to you in the past. We can't ever fix that. Yeah, because oftentimes if, if you're worried about what you missed out on, you're, you're going to overlook the next opportunity that's ahead of you, right? Especially yeah. when it comes to like investing and stuff. There's other opportunities that are out there that you can make up. What's behind you is behind you, right? You yeah, I kick myself, you know, for saying, but we laugh we about it. Yeah. yeah, we laugh about it. I was like, man, I could have been, a, you know, made... $10 million last year if I would have put money in, in uh, <laughs> you know, everything I could Tesla. have come together in Tesla, yeah. you know, years ago or uh, before it, it took off and then it did a five time split or four times split last year. I forgot which one it was between them and Apple, but uh, we can kick ourselves, but we laugh about that today. Don't get that. Let that affect your emotions. It's going to affect your life. Yeah, exactly. Well said. All right. Let's uh, give you one more symptom, Mike. Let's say um, a patient complains of Losing sleep because he or she is retiring soon and worries about not having enough money. Yeah. And the first thing I'll say is don't try to do it on your own. Most people don't have a plan in place. And why should you be considered retiring when you just look at the amount that's in that account? Again, a lot of our clients have, well, before there are clients, I should say a lot of people who come into our office um, have a lot of retirement accounts, but they don't have a retirement plan. And that's why they come to us. And so you're probably losing sleep to make sure that you're worried. Am I going to run out of money before I run out of life? And that is one of the, the biggest fears that all retirees have is that. So do yourself a favor to, to squash that, um, you know, those feelings, that, that anxiety and go with a, meet a financial professional and have a plan in place. Make sure they do planning first because most financial professionals don't. About 95% of them don't do the soft, have software and don't set up multiple meetings to look at social security and, and cost of living and all your assets and have some, you know, some software and they look at taxes and spending habits, increasing spending habits or decreasing spending habits, whatever it might be. So make sure that you have a plan in place. I think it's great. I shared this at a, my seminar here last week. Um, Steve and Deb, clients of mine that, um, you know, he was working part time and she was stressed out as a nurse. And they told me right from the get go, she has to work for two more years because they don't they won't have enough money and the cost of healthcare before 65 could be too, is too much. Well, we put the plan together. I said, you don't need to work till 65 Deb. You can retire now. And Steve was so excited because he's been working. He's already been retired, but just taking on a part-time job to keep him busy until she's done. And when they heard that, they were able to put the retirement papers in soon after that and sell their home and move to their cabin full-time. And so that anxiety is gone and that stress in their life of working is gone as well. But the, the unknown, she could have worked for two more years without really helping their retirement plan at all because they already had enough. So make sure you just do your due diligence and get that plan in place. Always about the doing the due diligence. And I guess the bigger you know conversation here, Mike, you know, just trying to have some fun with these, um, these symptoms. But I guess if there's ever anything that's on your mind, like if you're ever in a position as a 
leading up to retirement where you don't, just don't feel comfortable about where you are. If you are, you know, staying up at night worrying about things or you feel like you do have anxiety, like not to laugh at it, like we're just having some fun with it today. Like it, it is seriously like, hey, sit down and actually work with someone because that's what you can do is help people work out these issues if you have them. Exactly. Yeah. And what we do here is um, it's not a, a pressure meeting at all. Um, we go through a, a long process. You know, we get to know you. We call that a discovery meeting. We take all that information we gather from you from that discovery meeting. We input it into our software behind the scenes. We're going to spend hours behind the scenes. Uh, so when you come in that second meeting, we're going to show you um, this is what things look like as is today. That's the analysis meeting. And then we'll spend um, you know hour and a half, uh, maybe two hours together on that. And then we'll prepare for the next meeting, which is still just informational, which is the recommendation solution meeting uh, to your retirement to extend the life of your money. A lot of times we're, we're showing you how to de-risk your portfolio, but still extend your money out. And then if you want to implement that, that's great. If you want to come in for more questions and, and answers, we can do that as well. So there's no pressure. The key is just get the ball started somewhere. That is the key. Get the ball started. All right, let's get the ball started on some mailbag questions before we close out today's episode of the Retirement Reality Podcast. We have one from Gabe who wrote in and said, I have our retirement savings spread out between my 401k, two IRAs, a Roth, and several mutual funds purchased with after-tax dollars. Which account should I start withdrawing from first? Yeah, that's a loaded question because we don't have enough information to give you that answer, Gabe. So the key is, hey, it's, first of all, it's great to have um, different types of accounts, but it all depends on you know where you are tax-wise. And so that's a big part of what we do here is to show you this is where you are in your tax brackets this year. And if you're working or what do you have for income, we'll make a big decision on where, where you're going to be drawing those monies from. Uh, I will say by having, if you are retired, Gabe, um, having 401ks and IRAs in your retirement plan, we would rec really recommend consolidating the, the 401ks to IRAs because it's going to give you some more flexibility because you're required to take RMDs separately from 401ks than your IRAs. You cannot take your RMDs uh, for all your accounts out of your IRAs for all of your accounts if you have a 401k. But if they're IRAs, you can. It's going to give you more flexibility. And also it's going to, uh, I, I know I'm kind of going on a tangent here, Gabe, but um, just so you know that even if you leave this money behind your beneficiaries, they have twice as long to get that money out if that money's in IRAs than if, if they were in a 401k. But really is, we don't know tax-wise what is the best. Come on in. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Sit down with somebody, Gabe. But thank you for that question. All right. Um, Karen says, what's your opinion of all the robo-advisor stuff I've been hearing about? Is this something worth looking into? Well, we don't do it here. Um, the consensus here from even people coming who were part of robo-advising, um, that they outperformed the robo-advisors themselves, some of the clients that would manage their own money. And then they had some money in the robo-advisors. They weren't a fan of it. So something we're not looking to get into. Um, I guess it's it's probably a good thing because if everybody, if we can have robo-advisors, what's the, po the whole point of having an advisor? Mm -hmm. What we're finding is it's people aren't liking it. You're losing that personal touch. And, and also, you know, you're not having that conversation. You know, the computer algorithms are making changes for you uh, without even having, you know, a, a talk uh, with somebody. Uh, they're just adjusting your portfolios. And computers are smart, but you know, a lot of things can change. So I'm not a fan of it. Uh, we're not doing that or implementing it in our plans with our clients. Uh, but everybody's different. Everybody has a different, uh, some people like that techie stuff uh, and think that's that's the way of the future. In our 
in our office, that's not where we're going. Yeah, it's always best to be able to get somebody that can actually look at your specific um, portfolio, everything about your situation, your retirement goals, and put it all together, come up with a plan and have that back and forth conversation. I think that's what's so important, right? You don't, you can't yeah. really get that back and forth conversation with a robo-advisor. I agree 100%. And we like to have that personal touch. I think that's where a lot of people like to work with us because uh, we don't just talk about finances. We talk about life. We talk about lifestyle, family, and we want to get to know you as a person and uh, develop a friendship. That's that's a big thing about what we do here, different than most places uh, in this industry. Well, if you want to talk with Mike and his team, get that personal touch, you can always find them online at principalpreservationservices.com. You can also call them over the phone, 855-987-8888. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please uh, share it with somebody that you know that would like to learn more about financial and retirement planning. And also, please hit subscribe on the show. Follow us wherever it is you listen to podcasts. We have new episodes every couple of weeks. I want you to miss out on anything we talk about, and uh, we appreciate you listening, though. Mike, thanks for the time today, as always, and I uh, look forward to catching up again soon. Yeah, I agree 100%. Looking forward to talking to you soon there, Ben. Take care. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.